Good evening. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Atlanta's evening news on WSB. The phone number is 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. There's some big news happening right now, not getting major press coverage, and that's actually a good thing. It, it is to the president's credit on this um, that he's not calling attention to it because we do see this sort of uh, thing where... Um, you, the president takes a position and the Democrats immediately are against it because the president took it. Um, but we're having a major foreign policy success story right now. I'm not talking about the London trip. It's happening south of us in Venezuela. Uh, in Venezuela, Rostec is withdrawing. Now you may not know, uh, what Rostec is, but Rostec is the major Russian state defense contractor. And although a lot of reporters aren't saying it, a, a lot of people say that Rostec, in addition to providing weapons, ammunition, uh, tanks, and aircraft, are providing mercenaries to the Maduro regime in Venezuela. Well, uh, what this president has done is largely allowed other countries in Central and South America to take the lead in dealing with Venezuela, and the United States behind the scenes has been dealing with banking entities and other foreign powers. So, for example, the, the president was able to help Central and South American countries build legitimate consensus that Maduro is no longer the legitimate lawful president of Venezuela, the head of the National Assembly is. Taking those Central and South American countries' recognition of that leadership, the United States joined in and then pushed American allies like Germany, France, Great Britain, Canada, and others to also join in. Using that declaration, the president has then gone to international banking outlets, largely being led by the vice president of Marco Rubio, leading up the American team, and has gotten foreign banks to also cut ties to Venezuela, starving the Maduro regime of cash. Likewise, uh, we have escalated economic sanctions to Venezuela, including prohibiting uh, the purchase of oil from Venezuela. All of that has now had an impact where the Russians were sending in mercenaries and weapons and tanks and helicopters and, and other things to help the Maduro regime shore up their support. But Maduro can no longer pay for any of that stuff because of our behind-the-scenes efforts to starve Venezuela of capital. So Rostec is withdrawing. This is actually a very big deal because Rostec is seen as a um, proxy for Vladimir Putin. So in other words, if the major uh, Russian defense contractor is withdrawing from Venezuela, that means Vladimir Putin is walking away from the Maduro regime. In fact, the Wall Street Journal reporting today that Rostec and the, um, the Russian regime have largely given up on the situation in Venezuela that, you know, this has flown under the radar. And it's kind of funny because I started asking last week, in fact, I said so on this program, that what has happened to Venezuela? We had all that uh, that hullabaloo, hullabaloo the, all of the, the reports about what's happening. Marco Rubio being very vocal on Twitter, the vice president being very vocal, and then complete silence. Were we losing? Had the situation been reversed? There were a couple of press reports that suggested as much, but this story coming out right now actually suggests that's not the case. It actually suggests that uh, the U.S. Uh, behind the scenes is scoring another big foreign policy win 
in Venezuela. We're also scoring some policy wins in Great Britain. The president going to Buckingham Palace today for a state visit. Now, keep in mind that Theresa May, the British prime minister, is stepping down in a couple of days. I think day after tomorrow, she's stepping down as prime minister, leading to a leadership fight. The, the conservative party, the Tories in Britain, are just completely flustered over what to do with Brexit. Some of them want to completely leave. Some of them want to leave with a deal. Some of them don't want to leave at all. Some of them say they want to leave, but they don't actually want to leave. Well, it, you've had these these major gains in British politics by pro-Brexit parties, including Nigel Farage. And uh, there's more and more speculation that his party, this is actually kind of astonishing. Just think about this. I realize this is foreign policy, um, a, not not a huge domestic policy thing here, although it impacts us fairly directly. But uh, Nigel Farage, who, who had been a Tory, broke away, was an independent, started a, a different party, broke away there, and has started a new party, a Brexit party. They don't agree on anything other than Brexit. He started the party six weeks ago, a political party, an entire national political party, started it roughly six weeks ago, and, and they dominated European Parliament elections in Great Britain, and now putting them on track to be a major force in parliamentary politics in Great Britain. And Theresa May leaving, the president is headed into all of this. Um, I bet the Queen was actually kind of glad to see the President of the United States, so she's not having to, to deal with British politicians right now. Uh, the whole situation is unstable in Britain. It is starting to have a deleterious effect on their economy as well, as Fortune 500 companies are beginning to pull out. And then we also have the situation here. Retail reports out today that, uh, in fact, the Wall Street Journal, their story out right now, the mall meltdown continues. Uh, retail's earnings season is, has gone from bad to worse. Uh, Abercrombie & Fitch uh, down 26%. PVH Corporation that owns Van Housen, Tommy Hilfiger, Calvin Klein dropped 10%. Uh, J. Jill is down. Gap is down. Uh, retailers in malls are not doing well. On top of this, now imports coming from Mexico, including a lot of clothing imports, are going to see price increases because of the tariffs the president intends to oppose. Behind the scenes, uh, members of the White House are livid with the president for not taking advice. It appears the foreign trade representative of the United States leaked a North American trade deal outline to Congress trying to head off this tariff imposition. The president ignored him and did it anyway. Lots of anger among Republicans in Washington right now. They think the president is putting his 2020, um, 2020 potential win in jeopardy by imposing these tariffs on Mexico. And there's a real concern in Washington. I wrote about this this morning at theresurgent.com of can people in Washington be honest and speak up? We've reached a point in American tribalism and politics where neither side seems to allow people on their side to voice concerns. But there are real economic concerns in the Mexican tariffs above and beyond the Chinese tariff situation. And there are a lot of pro-business Republicans who really aren't social conservatives, who were okay with the social conservatives, but they would be okay with social liberals as well. They just don't want the stock market and their 401k impacted, and they're starting to turn on the president. But if you point that out, people yell at you and say it's not true. It is something the White House has to pay attention to. There's something else the White House and you have to pay attention to, and that is the press kind of embracing the president's idea that they are, in fact, the enemy. Huge story over the weekend. Just real quick. Um, 
I have been wanting to do this for a while, and I decided today is my birthday, and and every year, going all the way back to the founding of Red State on my birthday, or the the business day closest to it, I listed nonprofits that I thought would be great to support, and I've been wanting to do that, and one of the ideas I had on the program was, why don't we get together once a month, grab a beer, hear from a nonprofit, and uh, you guys can contribute to a nonprofit. The, the problem we run into with this, in addition to the organizing and the cost and all that, is uh, there are a lot of places that don't want your evening drive time host to broadcast because progressives will get very upset with them. Um, we've broadcasted from a number of places in the past that uh, love me, their management loves the show, but they've gotten so much blowback from angry progressives that they're a little skittish on doing a live broadcast. Well, I, I want to do the nonprofit thing anyway, and I'm going to kick it off today. Uh, at the bottom of this hour, we're going to start uh, with Help the Persecuted, which is a nonprofit based here in Georgia. And I want you to be able to support them. I want you to hear from them. And then I want to start doing this every month is profile a new nonprofit uh, that is Georgia-based that is worth your support uh, and and use this show for good in that way if we can. And if you want to offer up a nonprofit um, that we should consider once a month, the, let us know. You can email me, eric at theresurgent.com. And we'll do this once a month. And so we'll start today and this month uh, you're – Donations will be able to go towards a great nonprofit here in Georgia. We'll do the same thing next month. Great way to support local Georgia nonprofits uh, monthly here on the program. Now, we've got to talk about this Daily Beast story. Uh, there is a video circulating about Nancy Pelosi. I mentioned it very briefly on Friday because Hillary Clinton is, is kind of yeah about it. She, she's upset. Nancy Pelosi's upset. Elizabeth Warren calling out Facebook. I think Facebook did the right thing. Facebook did not delete the video or delete the individual's account who posted the video. Facebook just prevented it from being widely circulated as if it was authentic. Uh, it, it's not authentic. It slowed the video frames down, so it sounded like Nancy Pelosi was drunk or had had a stroke. She, it sounded like she was slowing her words. Even Rudy Giuliani shared it. Well, the media is really hopping mad about this, and, and that's part of the problem here, is the media is never upset when doctored videos are circulated about Republicans, but when it's about Democrats, the media gets very, very upset. So a reporter from the Daily Beast tracked down the person they claim came up with this video. Now, that individual, you should know, is threatening to sue because he says he didn't come up with it, that he just shared it. And this is a really disturbing pattern in the press. If you remember in 2017, uh, someone created a GIF that was shared by the president. of It looked like the president knocking out CNN, had the CNN logo as the head of a person. And CNN tracked the person down and then went through this, this really crummy thing where because we forced him to apologize and he's promised he'll never, ever do it again to us, we're not going to reveal his identity now. Otherwise, we would destroy him. That last bit being in parentheses, they actually said that, that they tracked them down. And then CNN also tracked down a woman in Florida who, private citizen on Facebook, shared links to a rally in Florida, unbeknownst to her or anyone else. Turned out it was a Russian front group that had organized this protest. The woman herself didn't go to it. She just put it on Facebook that is to let her friends know there was an anti-Hillary protest in Florida. Turns out it was the Russians organizing it. And CNN put this woman on camera, showed up at her doorstep, private citizen, tried to shame her through ambush. And now you've got the Daily Beast doing this, trying to shame a private American citizen through ambush because they don't like that he shared a video on Facebook of Nancy Pelosi. Now, you know, you can uh, you can think it's not good for American citizens to put doctored videos on Facebook. 
But you should also think it's not good for the media to turn the vast investigative resources of the media on private American citizens sharing videos with friends on Facebook that just happen to go viral as opposed to monitoring, regulating, and, and exposing government waste, fraud, and abuse. When the media turns on the citizens of the United States on behalf of politicians, things go very badly. And that's exactly what the Daily Beast did. And there's a lot of people in the press out there applauding the Daily Beast for trying to destroy this guy. Turns out what makes it even worse is the guy's black. He happens to be a black Trump supporter. You're not allowed to have those in this country. No, if you're an African-American supporter of the president of the United States, you must be ruined. And the Daily Beast seems hell-bent on doing that to this poor guy. Y'all, I am more and more concerned with internet security and privacy online, and you may think nobody wants your data or hackers can't grab your passwords or your credit card details, but you're wrong. It's increasingly common, particularly when you're in a coffee shop or whatnot, and you've got hackers in there sharing the public Wi-Fi. It's not a good thing, and that's why you need to consider using something like ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN secures and makes anonymous your internet browsing by encrypting your data, hiding your public IP address. It has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, your phone, your tablet, and turning on ExpressVPN protection only takes one click. For less than $7 a month, you can get the same ExpressVPN protection that I and others have on our computers. You can use it too. Protect your online activity today. Find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash Eric. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K, for three months free with a one-year package. Go to expressvpn.com slash Eric to learn more. The phone number here, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Stacey Abrams is headed to Hollywood to talk about the George It is At this point, I'm convinced that the media is just dropping these stories as clickbait. Because um, they're not telling us anything new, although the Washington Post is, and we'll get to that. There's a great story, the Washington Post. Uh, and I noticed that the Washington Post story isn't getting the attention. Uh, I wonder why. I'll explain here in a bit. I am not going to. Well, yeah, okay, I, I, I'm going to go go here now. The Washington Post has a story out. And guess what? Turns out that all these Hollywood studios that are saying they're going to leave Georgia if the fetal heartbeat legislation goes into effect, they're not actually leaving. Uh, I told you last week, I talked to a very senior Disney executive who said this. And of course, everyone, ah, you're just making it. You don't have these whatever. Well, the Washington Post having this run of the same thing today. According to the Washington Post, uh, a senior executives at Disney, I bet I know which one is telling them, senior executives at Disney and also Netflix and also AMC and also Warner are telling them that they can't actually leave Georgia. Uh, they've invested so much in the state, it would be significant economic impact to their businesses if they were to leave the state. They actually save money by filming projects in Georgia. Now, you know, the downside of that is hinted at in a variety piece that just went online here a few minutes ago about the, the Georgia supposed boycott or is Georgia going to boycott Hollywood? I know a lot of people who've canceled Netflix in the last week. Um, you know, I, I am so opposed to boycotts. I, I really, I dislike it, but I get more and more that, uh, conservatives are going to have to behave like progressives in some ways, uh, that don't deviate from their faith and, and boycotts may be one of them and everybody cancel their Netflix account. Maybe you'll have an impact. Um, I, I just, I don't think they're going to actually flee from the state, but you know, if they did, 
it would actually move Georgia back red. A lot of these liberals would go back to California and stop being registered voters in Georgia, and that would actually have a positive impact for the GOP. When we come back, though, let's shift from politics to nonprofits, a charity you need to hear about here in Georgia. It is Eric Erickson here on WSB. I intend to do something if going forward with this program I've wanted to do for a while. And, and coinciding today being my birthday, wanted to really kick it off uh, being the first Monday of the month. Um, from here on out every month, I want to designate a nonprofit that is Georgia-based to highlight on this program and for the month, make it very easy for you to be able to donate to that nonprofit. Uh, and I wanted to start with a friend of mine uh, from seminary, Josh Youssef, who has a nonprofit here in Georgia that is a remarkable nonprofit called Help the Persecuted. And I asked Josh, spur of the moment last night, said, can you be on? And, and Josh is joining me now. Thanks very much for being with me, Josh. Thanks for having me on, Eric, and happy birthday. Thanks very much. So it, tell the listeners about Help the Persecuted. Yeah, so this burst out of um, uh, an effort that I had been a part of for a long time, uh, you know, broadcasting into the region, uh, into the Arab, Arabic-speaking world, primarily Middle East, North Africa. But what I saw was uh, a great need for people who, many, of, many people who come out of Islam, so they become a Christian, they convert to the Christian faith out of Islam. Many of them have no resources at all. Their parents completely reject them. They reject their faith completely, and very few people are willing to take the risk to come alongside them and help them. So this is this is really kind of my heartbeat um, for the what I call the MBB church, the Muslim background believing um, church. So we come in and we help sort of rescue, restore, and rebuild uh, these people who have suffered, you know, uh, a great deal under. Uh, sometimes at the hands of their own parents. Um, so we come in, we have safe houses, we have uh, discipleship programs, we have uh, lightning funds, like whatever it takes to get that person out of danger. And then over time, uh, our ministers come in and help kind of really restore these people and rebuild their their uh, their faith. And we're starting to see communities of first-generation, you know, MBB believers, people who've come out of Islam uh, meeting other MBB Muslim background believers and and getting married, having children, starting to see uh, whole communities uh, develop where there where this was never you know this wasn't the case even twenty or thirty years ago. Well, and, and you know, having grown up in the Middle East, and and I mean, I remember as a kid in in Dubai where we were, it was relatively free for believers to be able to get in bibles although if they were in your suitcase they may disappear then you've got saudi arabia where you just you couldn't even bring a bible into the country uh and, and now there's the iraq situation the destabilization there the war the the rise of isis and i know you were in iraq recently uh working with help the persecuted if you want to talk about that a little bit yeah absolutely so um we're a, a part of the rebuilding effort in uh, northern iraq so you have villages like karakosh which were really the single largest Christian village in Iraq prior to 2014. And then ISIS came in and basically kicked all 60,000 residents out. They fled to places like Erbil, Istanbul, Beirut, and they were essentially refugees. Um, 
the ISIS basically gave them three options. You can pay the tax and remain a Christian under our uh, radical Islamic uh, regime, or you can, um, you know, convert to Islam, or, or you die. So they were, you know, basically given those options, they all left. And so those, all of those villages, Karakosh, Bartella, Mosul, uh, were completely emptied of, of Christians. And what's really interesting now is we're part of this rebuilding effort to rebuild Christian homes that were torched and burned by ISIS, um, as well as Christian centers, Christian churches. We're a part of that rebuilding effort. It's pretty exciting. I was there a year ago, and about 40% of the residents had returned, and I was just there two weeks ago, and now 60% of the residents have returned. So it's exciting to see them come back, and many of them have come back with a, a really vibrant faith in the Lord. Very exciting. Well, it, it, you know, this somewhat defies a, a media narrative that's been out there that Christianity was being wiped out in the Middle East because of ISIS, and yet, uh, thanks to help the persecuted and, and other nonprofits out there, um, we're starting to see this this restoration that's happening. That's right. You know, you, a lot of times we think about the Christian faith as, as something you're born into, but but you and I, Eric, right, we believe that the Holy Spirit can quicken someone's heart and someone who was maybe not born ethnically Christian can become a Christian. And that's what we're starting to see now. In the last 30 years, and I believe this to be true, in the last 30 years, more Muslims have come to faith in Christ than in the 1,400 years since Islam. And we, we've seen this not only in Iraq, we've seen this across the entire Middle East, North Africa region, um, where many of them are actually having dreams and, and visions of Jesus um, and, and imams don't know what to do with this, and it's just been a, a great harvest for churches and Christians uh, to have to take these people in and have to figure out, okay, how do we how do we minister to them and how do we take care of them? And that's where our ministries come in, help the persecuted, yeah. Well, Josh, listen, I, I thank you very much for stopping by and, and being able to share this, and, and thanks for being the, really the inaugural effort here on the program to be able to spotlight a Georgia-based nonprofit and doing global work, no less. So thank you very much, and for folks who want to help help the persecuted, they can text WSB to 345345. I will send them back immediately a link uh, to a donation page for Help the Persecuted, and thank you very much for taking the time to do this on the Spur of the Moment. Yeah, I'm grateful for you, Eric. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's Josh Youssef with Help the Persecuted, based here in Georgia, a global nonprofit, uh, helping Christian refugees in the Middle East and elsewhere. Uh, I, I want to start doing this each month on this program, the first uh, broadcast day of the month, if I can, uh, highlighting a new nonprofit each month uh, that may be flying under the radar here in Georgia, but like Help the Persecuted, does tremendous work here and around the world. Uh, feel free to email me, eric at theresurgent.com. It's E-R-I-C-K. Uh, to to put one on my radar that I can check out and, and I'll go through and do my best to vet and make sure it's it's legit and all and then for the month uh, you'll be able to donate uh, by texting the letter WSB to the number three four five three four five so if you text the letters WSB to three four five three four five you'll get a link back uh, for the donation page for help the persecuted uh, Josh and I you know Michael Youssef at, um, at Church of the Apostles Josh is his son we met in got to be friends in seminary and he told me he was doing this going to Iraq uh, and helping rebuild the lives of Christians there who many of whom are converts they're not um, born Christians they're, they're born again into the faith and one of the the most striking stories that I hear constantly 
is the number of these people who convert because they start dreaming. Uh, they see Jesus in their dreams and, and they convert. It is a very, very common story around the world that this happens, particularly in areas of pers- uh, persecution. The Chinese have very similar stories. Uh, and, and in Islam, there are tons of these stories. And so here's a nonprofit in Georgia that uh, helps people around the world who are dealing with persecution. So text WSB to 345-345. You can learn more about them. Uh, and I, I, those of you who are sending in these recommendations, they don't have to be faith-based. They, they do not have to be about the church. They can be whatever's on your heart to share with me, and I will look at these and try to find a very diverse group of nonprofits here in Georgia that uh, we can all rally around and find good ways to help uh, good nonprofits in Georgia who are helping people here locally in Atlanta, in the state, and across the nation and around the world. Now, we have to move back to the news of the day when we come back because there is more. Uh, the Democrats in Georgia have, um, well, you've got Joe Biden coming. You've got uh, Pete Buttigieg coming. You've got Beto O'Rourke coming. They're all coming later this week for a big fundraising effort. And again, there is this coordinated push by the left to keep Georgia's abortion law uh, on the books, in people's focus. And you'll notice something you're not hearing about, which shows you just how politically motivated these stories are. You're not hearing about Missouri and Alabama and Louisiana and the other places. Why? Because they're not considered swing states in 2020. I don't know about you guys, but I am in the South and it is hot and we are sweaty and I sweat. I do. And you got to be hydrated. Well, liquid IV hydrates you two to three times faster and more efficiently than water alone. And it adds vitamin C, B3, B5, B6, B12. Liquid IV is the fastest growing wellness brand out there. You can find them everywhere, even at Costco. I don't have a Costco around here. I really need to go to one, but I know they're in Costco, which is a really big deal. They utilize cellular transport technology, CTT, a specific ratio of glucose from pure cane sugar, sodium from salt, and potassium when mixed with 16 ounces of water helps your body absorb more of the water and nutrients you drink directly into your bloodstream. It is a great product, and they've got lots of different flavors you can choose from. You can go right now and get 25% off at liquidiv.com when you use my first name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K, as a code at checkout. 25% off anything you order on Liquid IV's website. Go to liquidiv.com, enter my promo code Eric to get your savings. Start getting better hydration. That's liquidiv.com. The promo code is my first name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Now don't wait. You start properly hydrating today and you let them know I sent you. The phone number here is 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. When we come back, uh, the Democrats seem to be moving very, very fast towards socialism. But before we get there, the president is shaming AT&T and the press is livid about the president doing this. I've I've got more to say than I can fit in here right now. Um, What I want to mention here right now is to go back and remind you, text WSB to 345-345. And I also, I want to tell you briefly about a story. It appears at WSB, um, is it WSB TV or WSB Radio? It is WSB TV. Georgia has no hate crimes law, despite many tries. And and this is a sympathetic story of a 
uh, couple, a Georgia man was convicted of throwing scalding water on a sleeping same-sex couple, told one of them to get out of my house with all that gay. The victim testified he could not be charged with a hate crime because the state has no law. Uh, Anthony Gooden said in a recent interview he still can't use his left arm. And you read stories like this so often, and it makes you wonder, what did the guy, did, was he not punished at all? No, as a matter of fact, um, the individual who committed the crime was punished. Uh, he was punished. He, he was punished for harming someone else. And that is my problem with these with hate crimes laws in general. And I've got a friend of mine who's a conservative, who really is a conservative, who is adamant that we need hate crimes laws. And, and I'm I'm opposed. And I'm opposed because crimes like this, throwing boiling water on someone because they're gay, uh, the intention is hate. And I see no reason to add an additional crime beyond the crime that was actually conducted because of the man's thoughts. It is, I think, hate crimes or thought crimes. And a friend of mine completely disagrees with me. You may too. But I think a, your your motive goes to the crime with which you're charged and adding a hate crime to it, I, I don't think is right. And it has nothing to do with um, being gay. There are hate crimes against uh, women. There are now in some states uh, hate crimes against people of faith. Uh, there are hate crimes against uh, sexual orientation and, and gender identity and you name it. And, and I'm opposed to hate crimes because I think you are criminalizing someone's thoughts when the thoughts manifested in action uh, are being punished. You can read these stories like this one and never know that the individual was actually uh, punished by the law for doing what they did because hate crimes agitators want to downplay the fact that you're already punished. And they think that if, if you don't have hate crimes, these things are they're going to happen anyway. Bad things always happen with terrible people. Punish them under the existing law. It is Eric Erickson here, Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. The phone number 404-872-0750, wsb talk The President of the United States, Donald Trump, on his way to Great Britain, he arrived there and immediately complaining that uh, he has to watch CNN, doesn't want to watch CNN, doesn't like CNN and is tired of CNN. Um, so the president took to Twitter to tell people that maybe they should boycott AT&T over the unfair fake news of CNN. And naturally, the American media had a complete meltdown that the president of the United States would suggest uh, boycotting a company, the parent company of CNN, to hurt the media. You know... Let me start with this. I don't think a president of the United States should do that. I don't think the president should target a private company. But then I don't think the left should target the National Rifle Association. And I don't think the left and city governments around the country should target Chick-fil-A. And I, I, I don't think the left should target private citizens who do things on social media they don't like. And I don't think the left should boycott businesses for giving money to conservative groups. You know, I am very mindful as a talk show host 
that it is far easier for a progressive to get advertising dollars from a Fortune 500 company than it is for a conservative in talk radio. Remember back in the day, General Motors used to advertise uh, on numerous national talk shows and then pulled all their money out of them. And they were fine continuing to advertise on progressive outlets until conservatives cried foul. And they pulled all their money, which is fine. Listen, they have the right to do that. But you rarely see conservatives engaging in a boycott. Here comes the president of the United States saying, I'm not playing by the old rules. You guys do this. I'm going to do it. And, of course, the media's like, oh, you're going after CNN. It, it's, you're, you're putting pressure on the You're the president of the United States. Listen, I don't think the president should be doing this stuff. But I have a real hard time building outrage over it when progressives do this routinely. And it's not just progressives. Look at the situation with Chick-fil-A. You have city governments around the country and you got the governor of New York. You got the governor of California and others routinely attack Chick-fil-A and say they're not welcome on college campuses, in airports, or in cities. And the left says nothing about that. You've got when Barack Obama waged war on Fox News. The left was okay with that because they didn't like Fox. When Barack Obama criticized the National Rifle Association, an American group, the left's okay. I mean, you got the left out there right now. You've got these presidential candidates on the left saying that the National Rifle Association is the most evil company in America or, or a terrorist organization, what have you. They're okay with that, and they want people to boycott. They want people, they want banks to stop doing business with the National Rifle Association. But the president comes on and says, cancel your AT&T service over AT&T. Maybe AT&T will clean the place up. The left is outraged. They're only outraged because the president is using their own tactics. I don't think either. And listen, I don't have time for boycotts. My wife won't go shop at Dick's Sporting Goods, understandably so, because Dick's not only insulted gun owners, um, but then hired anti-gun lobbyists to try to get the laws changed in Washington, D.C. to impact other gun retailers. My wife will not shop at Dick's. She would rather go without than shop at Dick's. I'm, I'm totally I, I, I don't have time enough in my day to, to want to do stuff like that. I, but I totally understand. It. I totally get it. And I suspect we're going to start seeing more and more conservatives where my wife is saying, you know what, I'm not going to do business with people who insult my values. And here you've got the president telling conservatives, you know, step up with AT&T. AT&T, by the way, it fundamentally is a more conservative company than, say, a Verizon or a Comcast or some of these others. Uh, and they may actually really pay attention to this stuff in ways that uh, others don't. And so it's worth paying attention and worth trying to uh, worth trying to tell or Netflix or Disney, for that matter, about Georgia. But here's the president playing by the rules the left plays by, and they do not like it. By the way, you, you've got more Democrats now saying the president needs to be impeached. And, of course, um, CNN going wall to wall with all of this coverage, which makes the president mad. Uh, but... <laughs> John Kennedy, not not the former president, not not the Georgia state senator, but the U.S. senator from Louisiana, went on Face the Nation and was asked about the Democrats wanting to impeach the president. And he had a few choice words for the Democrats. Look, the, ne the next step in this, Margaret, I, my Democratic friends have got to make a decision on impeachment. Now, I think impeachment will be a Sisyphean task. Um, it'll be tough going in the Senate. Impeachment uh, polls right up there with skim milk among the American people. But, but my advice to my Democratic friends is, um, if you want to do it, go hard or go home. 
You know, if you want to do it, go, go to Amazon online, buy Spine, and do it. <laughs> but go hard or go home. If you're not going to do it, then let us get back to work. Well, uh, I hate to waste a year and a half. Well, and you know, this, this is part of the problem where the Mueller report is boxing in Democrats. Uh, Mueller essentially provided them a pathway to launch an impeachment investigation. But if they don't do it now, if they drag it out, if they wait until 2020, it looks very, very politicized. And, and John Kennedy's right. The president then has an opportunity to say the Democrats don't really mean it. They're just upset and they're trying to take the election from him. They're trying to discredit him through that. They're not trying to actually argue with his ideas and they're not trying to actually come up with ideas to counter the president. He, Kennedy is right on this and Nancy Pelosi knows it as well. Um, you had the Democratic uh, whip. Uh, what's his name from, from South Carolina? All of a sudden his, his name is, uh, completely, um, Claiborne, uh, who said essentially we're moving closer and closer to impeachment. The problem is we move ever closer to the end of this year. We are halfway through this year, basically. And Congress only has, uh, they're going to hit the August recess and they're going to be gone that entire time. They got the 4th of July. They're going to be gone that week of the 4th of July. They're running out the clock. If this spills over into 2020, then the president makes it a campaign issue, not the Democrats. And Nancy Pelosi and Steny Hoyer know this. That's why, by the way, Chuck Schumer as well is being relatively quiet on this issue. But Schumer and, and or rather Hoyer, uh, who is the majority leader for the Democrats, and Nancy Pelosi, the speaker, they fundamentally, intuitively, they understand this, that if you drag this out, it looks political. So you either got to do it ASAP and they don't have the bandwidth to do that or you got to drag it out and make it look political. And Pelosi right now has been able to keep the Democrats in line. But you've got people like John Kennedy. You've got even the president of the United States himself out there egging on the Democrats to, to go hard or go home. And I think this is ultimately going to cause the Democrats to rush it and do it and make it look highly political which is what Nancy Pelosi's scared of. She's scared that her own side will rush it, do a botched job of it, make it look super political, and that'll cost them victory in 2020. And she's probably right. Okay, let me just give you an inside secret on how these podcast ads come about. First of all, we need the podcast ads. Um, we've got to be able to make the money to cover our costs. And I know some people don't like embeds. Thankfully, I've got a lot of great podcast advertisers. One of them is one I sought out. It's Quip, the electric toothbrush, because I was a Quip user and I like the toothbrush so much having tried the super expensive ones. I mean, I had an electric toothbrush that was $99, promised great sonic vibrations to clean my teeth. It was crap. Uh, and I didn't like having to travel with an extra charger. And, and so I got a quip and then I was like, hey, maybe they'll advertise and they do. And I love it. So I got an email saying, hey, they got a new script for you. And it, let me give you the yada yada. The, 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 the quip, it's great for your grads. You got a graduate headed off to college or a college graduate. They want good, shiny teeth for their job interviews. Nice white teeth. Get them the quip. But I'll just tell you, I use the quip and I actually go to the orthodontist because I've got Invisalign braces and I go get them checked. And the orthodontist all the time is like, hey, did, are you bleaching your teeth? No, I've just got the quip. It does such a good job. More than a million people are happy with their quip. I am one of them, and I have been. It's only $25 if you go to getquip.com slash Eric right now. You get your first brush head refill pack for free. Thereafter, every three months for five bucks, you get a new brush head. That's your first brush head refill pack for free at getquip.com slash Eric. 
So I had to go order a new cooktop. So, okay, maybe I shouldn't be telling you all this, but I'm going to. <laughs> so, you know, Christy has a Harley, and she gets up on Saturday mornings typically, and she goes with a group of friends, and she rides her Harley. And, and she got up on Saturday morning, and she was just it just had this, call it a premonition, whatever, that she should not go riding on her motorcycle. She didn't want to get hurt. So instead, she stayed home and decided to clean up the kitchen. And the lights above our kitchen, I don't know when the last time was they, they've been dusted. So she decided to get up on the kitchen island and uh, dust and put her foot down and misstepped and wound up stepping on the cooktop and put her foot through the glass and ceramic of the cooktop. Um, thankfully, her foot was not seriously injured, but we got to get a new cooktop now. Uh, we don't have gas at our house, and I realize there are a lot of people out there who love gas, but I want induction. Um, induction actually gives you more control than gas gives you, and I just, I'm a big fan of induction. You can't char stuff like you can on the flame of gas, but I mean, I probably wouldn't do that anyway. I just, I want induction. So I, I've ordered myself an induction cooktop uh, from Wolf, which is the best you can buy, allegedly, because I cook that much. We both do. But oh my goodness gracious, um, it was it was a mess. Now, the phone number here, 404-872-0750, wsb talk I would like to take your phone calls. Before I get to your phone calls, though, I just got to play this little soundbite because if you've heard any of the press reports today, they were expecting 50,000 people in London, 50,000 people to try to protest President Trump in London today. The state dinner has been going on in Windsor, or not Windsor, in Buckingham Palace as I speak. Well, well. And the numbers of uh, protesters and supporters of President Trump haven't been enormous uh, outside Buckingham Palace. It's been mainly tourists. They've been standing about one deep, a few boos, a few uh, claps to welcome him. Tourists, that's right, that's the BBC. Um, tourists, tourists are the ones who are there to protest and applaud the president. Most of London doesn't care. They had 20,000 police officers on the streets of London today in anticipation of 50,000 protesters. Progressive activist groups have been urging progressive activists in London to show up and block the president's path and tie up the streets nobody did it yeah and you know i dare say in some of the american media coverage of this today that you you could hear the disappointment you could hear that they were upset that there was not this massive turnout of protesters to impede the president's progress through london today and in fact he apparently had a delightful time with the queen and with Prince Charles. Uh, you've also got the, this this media narrative that, you know, Prince Charles is all into global warming and appears he and the president did not have a chat about it. And the media is very upset about that. It is 39 after the hour, and I am Eric Erickson, and this is Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. The phone number is 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Let's go to Thomas, calling from Griffin. You're up first tonight, Thomas. Welcome. Hey, Eric. Thank you so much for letting me get on your show today. I listen to you every day, and I think you do a wonderful job. Well, thank you. I just you. wanted to bring up the topic we were talking about 
while ago on the boycotting. I think our president and our governor is doing a great job in this state. Uh, they make me very proud to be a citizen of this state, and you do a great job. Uh, all these companies want to pull out, and for the film companies and and the rental movie companies, I say let them go. Let's support our governor. Let's support our president. And let's stand up. I call my Democrats the opposition. Let's us Republicans stand up for one time uh, and state to them that we can make a movement, too. And let's us boycott these companies. Uh, I applaud your wife for what she done and Dick's. I've done the same thing. I had to spend a dime there in years, and I'm not planning to spend any money there. Because I feel like my money will spend good anywhere else. Well, Thomas, listen, really I, stick together. I appreciate that very much. And, and that is a more common sentiment out there these days. Uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You know, I just, man, I, I feel like there's got to be a joke about these companies pulling out of Georgia. Um, but I can't come up with one that I can say on radio. That's the problem. I, I just said they're not going to. Uh, but this bluster and, and you know the the ongoing drip 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 we are seeing a well orchestrated campaign out there to keep the story alive in the media it is 100 percent about winning a handful of state house and state senate seats in georgia in 2020 um i assume the republican party you know david schaefer is the chairman of the republican party now one at the convention a few weeks ago in Savannah. Uh, I think he was born for the job, frankly. He was the executive director of the party for a number of years as Republicans started making gains in the state. I think he was born for the job. And the GOP has got to get serious about uh, making sure their candidates are campaigning appropriately, making sure they've got a good voter contact model, making sure they've got good door-to-door. -door. They're going to have to because the Democrats are coming to Georgia and they're going to pull out all the stops. They're going to pour money into the states. Speaking of, can I just, have any of you ever heard the phrase Yollywood? Because CNN is running a story that uh, Georgia embraced its nickname Yollywood before rejecting Hollywood or, or some such. I, I, I have never in my life, as I told people at CNN, I am drive time on one of the biggest talk stations in the country. I talk to people every day on this program. I hear from listeners, uh, hundreds of thousands of people, and I've never once heard anyone refer to Georgia as Yollywood. It seems to be some sort of West Coast Hollywood nickname for Georgia that no one in Georgia has actually embraced, contrary to what's in. You know, CNN is technically headquartered in Georgia. They should hear these stories. Meanwhile, yeah, I mentioned in the last hour, Stacey Abrams has trotted off to Hollywood, or at least she's going to, to talk to them, try to urge them not to boycott Georgia. This is all a, another campaign stunt by Abrams. Notice how she kind of disappeared from the limelight when polling showed she was hurting herself. She kind of tucked her head down, but she's trying to, to be back in the fray, trying to keep this story alive. I don't know that it'll help. We'll see. Sure enough, I pulled up that popular driving app Doug is turning, telling you about, and it is giving you bad data. That's why you need to listen to Doug Turnbull and WSB. We actually have a helicopter above the scene and can tell you what traffic is actually doing. Um, okay, I got to talk about the Democrats for a minute because the California Democratic Party has been meeting, 
and they've been allowing the Democrats to come make their case. And John Delaney, who I don't even know who John Delaney is. He's apparently another member of Congress who's decided to run for president. He's not raising money. He's complaining that the Democrats may keep him off the debate stage because he's not meeting the criteria for the debate. But that just means nobody knows who he is. He's just doing the whole speaking truth to power thing, hoping that people may gain him some traction. Listen to this. But we need, as Democrats, to build an economy that works. But it's got to be with smart policies. Medicare for all may sound good, but it's actually not good policy, nor is it good politics. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. A hundred... We... We should have universal health care. Man, they don't like it when you point out simple truths, do they? We should have universal health care. We should have universal health care. We should have universal health care, but it shouldn't be a kind of health care that kicks 150 million Americans off their health care. That's not smart policy. So what he's saying is essentially you need to keep the private insurance. You just shouldn't force people off their private insurance into a government-run program that's going to be less effective and more costly. And the Democrats in California do not like that idea. You heard all the boos. You heard all the boos. It's just absolutely crazy. I mean, it, it's, it's not surprising to me, but it is what a bubble these people live in in California. What a bubble they live in. They really think that a government run. Meanwhile, you got, of course, Elizabeth Warren out there saying that health care should be paid for. Your college should be paid for. You should have no student loans. Your abortion should be paid for. Everything in your life should be paid for. And you should be guaranteed a universal living way. By the way, uh, CBS News is running a story that childhood obesity could be cured if you just paid people a living way. I'm not making that up. A universal basic income. If you paid people universal, they clearly have never heard of the earned income tax credit and, and whatnot from the government, just making this stuff up. Childhood obesity the, or the, the universal uh, living working wage or whatever they call it is going to be the next climate change. Every single thing on earth is to blame because of people not doing anything to get this. You know, Meanwhile, you've got countries like Finland where they tried this universal basic income and they abandoned it. Why? Because there weren't enough people who actually wanted on the program, and of those who did, they stopped working. That's right. It built laziness. Now, I want to remind you guys, uh, once a month now, at uh, the beginning of the month, I'm going to profile a Georgia nonprofit. Uh, it does not have to be religious. Uh, I've got several people who have submitted some really great ones I had never heard of. I'm going to look at. Yeah, I want a uh, Georgia-based uh, helping kids, helping persecuted Christians, what have you. Tonight, I featured Help the Persecuted. HTP.org is their website. If you want to support Help the Persecuted, uh, as Josh Youssef said, and again, you can get the podcast, uh, and you can also make a donation by texting WSB. Text the letters WSB to 345-345. You'll get back a link to this show's podcast and as well a link to the donation 
site for Help the Persecuted. It is a group that goes into primarily Middle Eastern countries where Christians are persecuted and provides safe places for Christians and helps them rebuild lives, helps new converts uh, embrace the faith because many of them are shunned by their family. Text WSB to 345-345 to help help the persecuted. And every month we'll profile a new nonprofit. You can email me, eric at theresurgent.com, and recommend one.